some people are, are satisfied just having a job. Um, and some people like to have maybe a, a little bit of a, a management role, but, but don't want to run their business. Um, you know, one of the things that set us off was reading the book called The E-Myth, The Entrepreneur Myth. And, and that helped me understand actually quite a bit about entrepreneurs and, and helped me self-categorize. Um, there were a lot of years of finding in there, but to get on the right track, um, really, you, you need to think about your passion. And if, if it's something you think about every day and you just can't let it go, then you, you need to chase it. Yeah. And, and see where it takes you. Um, you can't be afraid of failure. Hey, this is a quick shout out from one of our awesome sponsors. Check this out. Coffee, bacon, tobacco, pine trees. Is there anything that smells better? Believe it or not, there is, and it's a fresh leather holster. If you stop by craftholsters.com, you'll open the door to a safe and comfortable carry, not only for yourself, but your entire family. Look, they've got holsters for both concealed, open carry, semi-autos, revolvers, righties, and of course, they have some holsters for you too, lefties. And all of that at a reasonable price. You gotta go check them out at craftholsters.com. Greg, you're a husband, you're a father, you're an entrepreneur, you're the owner of Carstar Hayden, and so much more, man. Thank you for your time. Really yep. appreciate you taking it. Absolutely. I met you and your wife, Rochelle, I think, I want to say probably five or six years ago at the Innovation yeah. Den. Yep. Man, it's been forever. I think I was only at that one, and I haven't been back since, so that was bad on my part. But um, like, <laughs> I love to kick things off by going back a bit. Where did you grow up? What was childhood like for you? Oh, man. So I'm actually the youngest of seven. Um, and there's quite a big gap. So uh, my oldest brother is 21 years older than me. I'm 42. Okay. And then the next one up from me is seven years older. So I was actually more like an only child. But um, my oldest nephew is only a year younger than me. Okay. And I have 38 nieces and nephews of which most have kids now. So you could imagine how big the family got. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah. I, I thought I came from it. I'm the second oldest of 19 first cousins. I'm thinking, oh yeah, that's a, big, that's a big family. But I'm like, oh man, the family reunions for you guys must be huge, man. That's awesome. Yeah, it was. It was, it was giant. But as far as opportunity goes, um, yeah. I grew up where my parents were way more stable. Okay. And uh, and so the oldest four kids called themselves the poor four. And that was when, you know, mom and dad went through all the struggle. Yeah. Yeah. So my wife comments that I had opportunity um, that perhaps uh, a lot of kids didn't have. Okay. Uh, so my, I credit it to, I guess, age placement. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. No, <laughs> that's awesome. I mean, but as I was doing some research, it sounds like maybe you were working for like a family business, right? Like you, Soulsby Auto Crafts back in high school and you became the operations manager there for a bit. Like, yep. Yep. So grew up in it. I've been in this industry for 30 years now. Wow. So, okay. Mm -hmm. Man. And when did you guys make the move up here to Idaho? Uh, so that was five years ago, 2017. And oh, that okay. was, that was a pretty, uh, pretty big experience there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sure a little bit of a change there, but, uh, obviously it's worked out for the better. Uh, for those who don't know, what is CarStar? What is it that you guys do? Uh, we do collision repair. So anyone who gets in a car accident and they typically call their insurance or they want to pay cash, whatever it is. Uh, we, we fix cars from small door dings, uh, all the way up to just about full paints. Um, we don't really do restoration, complete paints. We're more collision centered. Gotcha. 
And, yeah. and you guys have a, a very nice facility. I've driven by there many, many times uh, up there. And so, yeah, definitely if people get in an accident, they need to go see you here, especially here in the, yeah. the Coeur d'Alene area. <laughs> yes, please. There is a difference between shops, that's for sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> We're I mean, privately owned. A lot of them are venture capital groups. And, uh, you know, I mean, there's a difference between trying to trying to hit the uh, investment quota um, versus, you know, I'm trying to make the customers uh, have an enjoyable experience and my employees feel like we've added value to life. So uh, there's a difference. There is. Big time. Big time. Yep. I, I've only had to use a body shop one time and I, I had to go around to like three or four different places and all of them I felt like were just like, sketchiest could be like man they're just yeah, here to take yeah. my money right like <laughs> yeah not that I mean, this industry doesn't have the best uh the best history i guess of yeah. um experience but uh we that's kind of why well my parents business was legit um yeah i mean you're talking 350 cars a month 50 employees and and we're small up here we have uh, i think we just had 12 employees and we do about 60 cars a month um, but we actually have the most certifications and, uh, the most training, um, our quality is by far the best. We have the highest, re um, uh, recommendation, um, uh, referral rate from customers. Uh, and we just became uh, Rivian certified and, uh, currently, um, are on the final stages of Tesla. So. Okay. We're trying to move the direction that uh, technology is going. <laughs> yeah, I love that. That's awesome. And yeah. I mean, during COVID up here in Idaho, we didn't really have that much of an impact, at least from my oh. perspective. But I think a lot of businesses Gosh. did. Like what happened with you guys? during the Oh, yeah. Uh, we thought we we're going to lose it all. Uh, we wow. really did. Um, we, I, I was going door to door, actually, businesses that were local, just trying to find something through the door. So you got to think, if you have the lockdown, people aren't driving. Yeah. And if they're not driving, they're not crashing. And not that we wish pain on people, but there is a, a, a ratio to when people drive, how many accidents are around. Yep. Um, but yeah, we're painting airplane parts from the, the local airport, one of the fire department um, uh, companies there. And uh, shoot, we painted a guitar, a helmet, <laughs> um, awesome. found this little aluminum boat company. We're painting just the top frame, anything to keep the doors rolling. But it got bad enough. I thought, man, this could be this could be it. Um, we yeah. might lose everything skipping meals so my kids had food it was a rough time <laughs> man I, yeah i think but, as, like, as an entrepreneur even if you're in sales it's like sometimes you eat like king sometimes it's top ramen month right you know? right absolutely <laughs> absolutely <laughs> where do you think your where does your drive to be so successful come from um, you know, that is a really good question. Um, I would say that, uh, that people are definitely built different. Um, and it's, it's taken me this long to even recognize, cause you got to think from, from however you are and however you think you think that's the normal, right? Yeah. And so my, my brain is built towards like finding problems and looking for solutions. Uh, and so I, I guess in comparison, my, my wife calls me a, um, what do you call me? A high functioning, high performer. She calls me a high performer. <laughs> and and, and awesome. I have to step back and, and look and go, oh, I guess I see what she's, she's saying. Because I'm always busy. I just like my hands on something all the time. Yeah. So I, the drive, is, I guess it's kind of built in a little bit. And sure. I, I get excited by progression. I love progression. Man, I love the, the definition that you said there is basically that's what an entrepreneur is, right? Like mm. it's that high performing, it's that like drive to do whatever it takes to get there. Yeah. For people who are like, well, maybe I want to start a business to be an entrepreneur. Like what are some tips you can give them like 
actually get them on the successful path versus just like bailing? Yeah, you know, so that makes me think quite a bit about it. Um, one, some people are, are satisfied just having a job. Um, and some people like to have maybe a, a little bit of a, a management role, but, but don't want to run their business. Um, you know, one of the things that set us off was reading the book called The E-Myth, The Entrepreneur Myth. And, and that helped me understand actually quite a bit about entrepreneurs and, and helped me self-categorize. Um, there were a lot of years of finding in there, but to get on the right track, um, really, you, you need to think about your passion. And if, if it's something you think about every day and you just can't let it go, then you, you need to chase it yeah. and, and see where it takes you. Um, you can't be afraid of failure. You know, I left a, a huge multi-million dollar family business because I wasn't satisfied. Family was great. Everybody was fine. But I could tell that with what I wanted, I was disrupting the family more than helping the family. Mm. And, uh, and it wasn't that anybody was doing anything wrong. Um, and so, yeah, that kind of led me onto that, that entrepreneurial path. Never once though, did I go, Oh, I'm an entrepreneur. I was constantly looking for a solution to problems that I saw. And I made a comment to my mom once. She's like, why do you want to go out on your own? I said, I I just, I need everything to be my fault. And I, I meant it in a good way. Sure. With so much family involved, I had a hard time telling when it was something I did and it didn't work. Or it was something that would have worked, but not everybody was as committed or on the same page. And it wasn't that I, anybody was doing something wrong. It was just, I couldn't see it. And, and I needed less people involved so I could see from a, a ground line on how we could get to the end result. Come on, man. Yeah. That's awesome, dude. I love the, that thought process behind that. <laughs> so cool, dude. <laughs> So cool. Hey, this is a quick shout out from one of our awesome sponsors. Check this out. Thank you to Tranquil Turtle Massage. They are located right in the heart of downtown Coeur d'Alene. And Tracy is a master massage specialist and Hanu Ashiatsu trainer. Look, my wife and I go see her and her team every single month. And we walk away feeling great. Sore muscles are gone. We feel relaxed. You got to go check them out. Tell them I sent you for 25 bucks off your massage package. Also, while you're there, make sure you check out CDA Brows Body and Ink, offering Coeur best tattoo brows, plasma fiber blast, tightening, and PMU services. Tell them I sent you and you'll save 100 bucks on your tattoo brows or plasma tightening. Make sure you check out Tranquil Turtle Massage and CDA Brows Body and Ink at PNW Mobile Massage. Com. Now, about five years ago, probably you and your family, you bought this land, you go to build yeah. this home on it. It didn't go as smooth as you probably like, what's been that journey and experience like for you guys? Yeah, it's been, it's been horrible and great. So, <laughs> you know, um, I would tie that to the entrepreneur side of things. We're building a home, right? Yeah. Um, some people ask like, why, why do you do it? Or why are you interested? Like you commented. And uh, I'm an extreme sport guy. Uh, I raced motocross for 15 years. Um, uh, it was, you know, weekend stuff, but still they were, they were scored. Uh, and um, there's an amount of adrenaline that you get from that. Yep. And I'd say running your own business, it's like two or three times that. And I'm talking <laughs> the stress, the anxiety, but it's the excitement all wrapped into one. Yeah. Every day. It's like that feeling of going racing for the weekend, but it's every day. <laughs> right. Oh, totally. so, oh my God. So building our house, we thought we did our research and I, I met this one construct contractor 
actually got to know him for almost a year before we even broke ground. And the guy ran off with, I don't know, probably 60 grand with the money. And, oh my and, uh, and then he created enough problems that I think w- it, probably four contractors deep were still paying for problems with the first guy. Wow. And, uh, and that was actually, we started just prior to COVID and then <laughs> we're still building it. Um, and in the meantime, most people, you know, they don't quite realize what goes on in the background, but we're living in a 35 foot fifth wheel. I have four kids uh, and a dog. And, <laughs> and, uh, and what's funny is people go, Oh, a fifth wheel. And they think this fifth wheel with slide outs and stuff. No, it's 230 square feet. It's got double bunks in the back, no slide outs. It's a, it's a California style toy hauler. So there's no insulation um we've we've wrapped the bottom of it to try to insulate it to keep the tanks from freezing but we notice when it gets when it gets about 12 degrees no matter what we do we end up getting frozen lines somewhere in that trailer and we've been in that for five years um a couple stints we were out for a couple months but overall it's been five years in it It, it's literally falling apart (laughs) people go how can you do that well you know what there's actually a ton of good that's come from it yeah. The family's closer than I think they would have ever been living in their own bedrooms. Sure. Um, there's there, You start realizing actually how much you can get by with and still be happy. Mm. Um, it, we have a roof. We have heat. Uh, we're able to cook. and um, it, But you also uh, recognize what types of things are just so useful. My wife can't wait to have a laundry machine on premise. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> and just a place to actually put things, put your clothes and whatever. Yeah. So as far as building goes, would I recommend it to anybody? Nah, I don't know if I'd recommend build your own house, but yeah. is the experience good? Um, it's fun to build your own house. I like that. I like yeah. the planning part. That was fun. Yeah. Um, but the the contracting world uh, that's a difficult industry. Like it's, it's a rough bunch of people and, uh, it's hard to find those that really stand behind what they said and produce what you, what you were sold. And so mm. that's the hard part. Yeah. Yeah, man. It, it, you, you mentioned something that was so like is resonated with me is, is you talked about like the family became closer. You realized that you guys mm-hmm. can live in this tinier space. Oh, yeah. when, when my wife and I, when we, we came from the Seattle area back in 2014, we moved down to Nampa, Idaho for a bit, but we actually had a flood at our house. It was the first house we bought and it was like, you know, 2,500, it was just 2,500 square feet house. And it was just my yeah. wife and I we were like, man, this is awesome. And we had this flood and we had to go stay in this little tiny apartment for like three weeks with my kids. And they were just being like, they were just born. My daughter was like maybe three. Oh, my, my son gosh. was born, right? And it was in that moment where we're like, man, we don't need this stuff. We don't need the big house. Like, yeah, we can get out of here. And it was in that moment we decided to move to Idaho and kind of get away from the crazy family that we both have. So we're like, yeah, Dude, we're just going to go for it, man. And, and yep. we moved into a, like a 900 square foot house down in Napa for a couple of years. And yeah, it worked out, you know? Yeah. Man. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's kind of a misnomer that you need all this space. And, yeah. um, you know, if the kids are on top of each other, uh, one thing we've we've taught our kids as they've gotten older is, um, you know, we, we watch the older kids sometimes pick on the younger ones a little bit. And I pulled them aside and said, hey, the, how do you want your, your sibling to think of you? Are you the awesome brother that always took the time and spent with your, your younger siblings? 
And, and when they say, when someone asks them, what was your older brother like? They say, oh man, he was awesome. He always played with me. He always shared with me. Or are they going to be um, uh, the sibling that says, oh, he was kind of mean, he's a jerk, you know, mm-hmm. didn't ever share with me. Yeah. And then pointing out now, right now is the time that, uh, that you're going to establish what they think of you the rest of their life. And so be careful right? Be careful yeah. how, how you handle them. And I've actually watched that type of comment change them because I think if I was to ask you, Hey, how do you want other people to think of you? Yeah. You're probably going to say something positive, right? Totally. Well, yeah. it, it all has to do with your interactions with people yeah. and how, how you respond. So yeah, each interaction kind of builds your momentum forward on that. So be careful. Your siblings will, will think of you how you treat them. Totally. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. So true. Uh, you, know, I, you and I were about the same age. I just turned 43. And, yeah. you know, for this life that you've been on and going through the entrepreneurship life there, what's been the hardest life lesson that you learned and how did you get through that? Oh, man, entrepreneurship. Well, if I can give a little bit of background. Yeah. Um, I, I noticed there was something different when I worked at my parents' facility. And um, I kept noticing it on people who ran their own businesses and were relatively successful. And they just, I could see they had a different mindset and they had a different way of answering questions and, and giving you a little bit of a calmness. And so first off, that's, that's what I wanted to achieve. Um, <laughs> remind me your question again. <laughs> no, I just curious, like what, what's the hardest life lesson that you've encountered oh, yeah, yeah. and how yeah, did yeah. you get through that? Okay. So, so giving that little bit there, I was talking to my dad once and said, um, and I was re- recognizing that this little pattern I'd seen I said, Hey dad, what did your, what did your dad give you? And he says, uh, you know, nothing. What do you mean? And I'm like, well, what, what did you get? Like, what did your dad hand to you and say, Hey, here you go. Right. He goes, Oh, nothing. I'm like, Hey, what did his dad give him? He said, oh, even less. And then um, I said, okay, and if you guys wanted anything extracurricular, what did you have to do? Like if you wanted a hobby of some sort or whatever, he said, oh, you have to work for it. I said, okay, what if you didn't work? What happened? He said, well, you probably didn't eat. I went, interesting. So what do you, do you think that it's built into each parent in human nature that you want more opportunity for your children than you had growing up? And he thought about it for a second. He said, yeah, I, I, think, I think that's a fair, fair statement um, that most want better for their children, regardless of the situation, right? Do you think yeah. that's, yeah. And so I looked at him, I said, you broke the system. You broke it. You actually did it. You know, he kind of looked at me like, well, what do you mean? I said, well, you did it. You, you succeeded. You created a business that's so successful that you, you've provided way more for your children than, than um, what they deserve. I mean, we're, we're paid, we were paid more than what that position should have been paid in our industry, right? Mm, yeah. And then there's nieces, nephews, sister-in-laws, brother-in-laws, all working within the business. And I said, what, what training came with the success to make sure everybody understood what was given to them? And my dad just looked at me and said, oh, I see what you're saying. So in hindsight, yeah, there probably should be some training that goes with success. And so that was the first thing is I recognized, like it's the hardest lesson learning was um, uh, there, 
there was actually something missing is really the hardest lesson and trying to figure out what is it that was missing. So now we go out on our own. We're five, five years now into running our own business. And um, what was that lesson? That lesson was struggle. That's actually what all these people I respect had gone through. And so one comment I've made to, to several people is, man, if you, and we went into this, we're, we're faith believing, right? God believing, Christ believing. And, um, and you know, we pray often. We, we try to make sure that we're centered with, with what our goals are, that it's something that God would want. And my comment is, if you didn't believe in God before you started a business and, and you become successful, uh, which, you know, I, I can see successes. I, I wouldn't call myself successful, but I can see all the successes. Sure. Um, there are too many things that were out of my control that just happened. And the timing was so perfect. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you could, you could claim anything else. Mm-hmm. And and myself, I'm a person who, you know, I get anxiety. That's, that's my, I'd say that's my struggle, actually owning a business and then having to put my faith into God that certain things are going to work out has been the biggest anxiety reliever and, and, um, uh, or, or lesson learned out of all of this. So yeah. I hope that answers your question. No, um, totally. Dude. It's so true though. I love yeah. your, your answer on that was so good, man. And, and the, the conversation that you had with your dad, what a cool conversation and realization right. from him to go, man, I am the one. I was the one. You yeah. Know? I mean, what a cool Serious. thing, man. Oh, so good, dude. Uh, for for you guys, here we are, 2023. What are you most excited about with CarStar and your family? Like, what's coming up next for you? Yeah. So we're going a lot of different directions at the moment, <laughs> yeah. um, all still within our business model, but uh, we're, we're currently in negotiations and buying a second location. Awesome. Um, we're, we're trying to buy some um, uh, potentially expand our building that we're currently in. Um, yeah. So, you know, increasing um, our capacities, our abilities. Um, we did a large investment in tooling this year, training with technicians. There's been so much investment. I, I think um, a lot of the time we run around feeling like we don't have any money because everything we, we keep putting back into it. And sure. then uh, and then trying to build our house at the same time, that's, yeah, you want to feel like you're still broke. That's the way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah and then go through the whole uh, pandemic deal. Um, man, I mean, the height and uh, inflation and, that was a little worrisome at that moment as well, but yeah, yeah, we got moving into a house this year. There's our goal, right? <laughs> That's oh, come goal. on! I'm excited for you guys. Man. I yeah. love being able to. It, it's been cool watching the journey from the Facebook videos and Instagram that you guys have posted. Oh yeah, and I'm going, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, man! He's finally put up walls. I'm like cheering oh, you on. Oh my from gosh! <laughs> a big moment was getting heat in that building. We actually right. got the the shop space into um, uh, it's about 61 degrees at the moment. Okay, come on, so, man. It's heating. It's heating. (laughs) Yeah. My oldest, my oldest son, he's been out uh, serving a mission for the last two years. He's up in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, He's on his way back here in March. So we're excited to have him back. Then the second oldest, he's choosing to to go do it as well. Wants to go out and serve God. And and so he'll, he'll be coming back in two years from now. He's, He's about to go. Yeah. Love it, man. Love it. Dude. Uh, now I'm a big music guy. So I love to ask the question, like what's, who's a favorite band for you? What type of music do you like to listen to? Oh man. Yeah. That's, I can't tell you that. 
So I'm actually, I'm a big Lincoln Park fan, really. On, and then, uh, for, you know, you were the same age. So it, yeah. was, it was all the punk stuff in school. And, yeah. and uh, it's just, it's, it's got a passion for me. But um, I really like, I like any good music. Um, I tend to like a lot of electronic stuff nowadays. Sure. Just some, some of the beat. That's what yep. I care about. Doing yep. the extreme sports, you know, you, you throw in a little bit of Lincoln Park and that gets the blood going pretty good. <laughs> absolutely absolutely i've been a fan of Lincoln park forever when i first moved to seattle all i knew was i want to go there because they have bands and concerts and i looked oh my gosh and i yeah. saw this band lincoln park playing at the show box for 10 bucks and i was like i'm gonna go check these guys out <laughs> and i got to see them it didn't even sell out and i was like this is the coolest band ever man yeah yeah oh, a lot so of their music fun. hit home when they first came out so I actually i played the drums it's something okay. nobody really knows about me uh nice. play the drums when i was 15 i was in a brother with or a band with my second oldest brother and we used okay. to play church dances and uh we did some weddings did a lot of credence Clearwater and elvis presley stuff and yeah yeah that was, oh that's that was awesome <laughs> yeah so last question there for you everyone living in your, your rv now like who wins at the game of monopoly oh my gosh so I love Monopoly. So I, <laughs> I win when we play, but awesome. uh, uh, the, the family doesn't like playing with me too much. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, who, who starts the fights? With? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's so funny too, because I wouldn't say it, but uh, when I stand back and look, I go, oh, I'm actually really competitive. So <laughs> mm. that's awesome, man. <laughs> I play so, to win. I, I don't care how good you are. I play to win. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So... They'll learn their lesson. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so good uh, greg this is such an awesome conversation man thank you so oh, much yeah. for taking time out of your day man thank you so Absolutely. much you're an absolute world changer man hey thanks i appreciate that thank you so much for checking out the show today i really appreciate it i hope that my guest was able to bring you some amazing wisdom and knowledge to help you continue to fight for your goals your dreams and your purpose if you could do me one big favor and just hit that subscribe button i would so appreciate it thank you so much for your time keep changing the world i believe in you have an amazing day